Hi, and welcome back to the Dovecast. And this is the third and final of the uh, three-part David Lawrence episode. And I've been getting a lot of nice feedback from people about it. Uh, some people seem to rather enjoy David and I talking a lot. So I hope you enjoy this. Um, I've just created a, uh, a new um, persona, uh, profile, etc., whatever, on FetLife, if anybody wants to join it, uh, specifically for this, uh, this podcast called uh, The Dovecast. So if you look up Dovecast, D-O-V-C-A-S-T, on FetLife, you'll uh, find it. I'm going to use that to uh, put up notifications of when, uh, when anything uh, is going up uh, in the uh, podcast if you're not, uh, not subscribed to it on uh, iTunes. And uh, if you want to get in contact with me about anything specific to it, it was a, I thought it was a quick way to uh, you know, separate those emails out so make it easier for people to get in contact. And anyway, this is uh, my interview with David. And just as a, oh, just a little, little something for David, uh, do uh, pick up his uh, book if you uh, really like uh, good bondage photography. Uh, I believe it's Rebound. Uh, there'll be a link of, of this on the uh, uh, website f uh, to go to his website. Uh, and uh, last time I talked to him, he said that he had gotten the, uh, the uh, last version of it, you know, the, the finished version, and uh, it's, it's ready to go. Uh, his books have been, it seems, going for uh, quite a bit on eBay. So, uh, you know, hey, it's an investment, not just in an artist, but also uh, for yourself. You know, so uh, without further ado, I'm going to toss this right over to the interview. I'm uh, just going to say if anyone gets a chance to have David make pancakes for you, though, uh, make pancakes for you, I, I highly say take it. He really makes good pancakes. So here's the rest of the interview. Hope you enjoy it. Um, I want to say something about photography. Oh, sure, 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 please. That photography right now, my, my motto my entire life, has been you're only as good as your last photograph. <laughs> yeah, very true. Yeah, and you know there are so many people that just do the same thing over mm -hmm. and over and over sure. again. I may do similar things for a while, sure. but it's always looking to improve and build on. Absolutely. And right now, what I notice that I'm doing in my work, I don't know that other people are noticing it, but mm -hmm. I I'm consciously doing it. Right. Is I'm breaking the rules of still portrait style lighting, mm -hmm. and making it more of a movie style lighting with stills. Okay. And so my shadowing and the things are more of what you'd see in a movie mm -hmm. than you would in still photography. And I'm finding that it's dynamic. It really has a very interesting feel right. you know, where I'm creating depth and dimension with light um, as opposed to just lighting the features of the body. Mm -hmm. I'm using the backgrounds and highlights and kicker lights on this from the sides nice. to bring dimension in. Right. Um, and we'll talk about that more with what you're going oh, sure, sure, sure. to talk we'll, about we'll later. About, yeah, yeah. Um, so, so anyone out there photographing that mm -hmm. wants to learn, mentoring, finding someone to work with that knows what they're doing is so important. Find someone to emulate mm -hmm. and then practice. Yeah. I mean, that's one of the things that the new breed of the world they don't do is test. We used to call it testing. Sure. Where you'd go out and say, okay, I'm going to work on shallow depth of field imagery to master that today. Mm -hmm. And just that, not do anything else. Or I'm going to work on doing a short light, 45 degree light. Mm -hmm. 
and I'm going to work on just that today, or butterfly lighting, or broad light, short light, profile light. There's all kinds of different things. But master each level. Sure. And then when you're done with learning everything, and it's just like breathing for you, the only thing you're left to do is create. And you don't have to think about it. You got the it's muscle memory. If you're yeah. breathing, yeah, the like muscle memory with yeah. the things you're doing. Um, I also have a mentoring program where I will work with photographers one on one, and I've done this with people around the world already uh, for very specific goals. We determine what that will be, and I use Skype, so it's like I do some modern technology things with it. <laughs> you know, I use and Skype. And he really is a dinosaur with with tech. I was like, so where's your hard drive? He goes, are you looking? Why are you looking? Why are, you, are you talking about my pants or something? What? Yeah. yeah, right. I mean, it's above my balls. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I use Skype, email, regular telephone, and I do critiques. I actually write, you'll know, take an image. I did this for Clover recently where mm -hmm. I took an image that she sent me, and I redlined you know, all information on the image itself and then send it back to her. Right. Uh, it's a really successful program. That's my, very useful. My techniques for teaching mm -hmm. photography as well as rope are phenomenal. And they work. And people have grown exponentially in very short periods of time. I think my greatest success story is Don Serve out in California. Okay. I worked with him for nice. about six months mm -hmm. on lighting and technology with you know, composition and the way to put things together and yep. rope and things of that nature. He's just taken off in the last year and a half since we did it. Mm -hmm. Phenomenal stuff. I mean, the man is just living and breathing sure. beautiful work. Although, Don, you too, you're getting a little sloppy lately, <laughs> I noticed. Um, you're making but, enemies here. Yeah, I am. I, it's, I love his work. I, Don sure. does great stuff. Um, you know, so that mentoring program can really help people to get not to the next level, Sure. But five or ten levels past where you are Absolutely. in a six to eight week time frame. Mm -hmm. And it's not expensive, really. <laughs> so check out my website, shivariartphotography.com. <laughs> well, it, 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 it's interesting. It, you, know, you go into the, the more vanilla photography areas and you look at all the uh, uh, photo class things you can go take and stuff and you know, improve your stuff. And, I mean, when I worked as a camera assistant, you know, before you went out on a shoot or something, you were you were looking, you were, you had to set up what your lighting style was and mm -hmm. your shooting style. So you you go through tests, do your tests, do stuff. Yeah. And I think I think a large part of it actually is the the uh, fast nature of digital. At this point, you can just shoot, and people don't assume they have to do the basics. It's like remember we started uh, we were talking earlier. Uh, well, before, basis, well, basis. Well, basis. Why? One of the correct me if I'm wrong. Sure. But, you shoot, so a person can take a thousand photographs mm -hmm. without having an expense and have five good ones. Yeah. And that's great, wow. My problem, and this is the problem everyone really should have mm -hmm. who calls himself a photographer, whether you're an amateur or professional, you take a hundred pictures and have 98 come out. Oh, absolutely. Well, that's my, that happens yeah. to me every well, shoot. But the, the, this, this ties right to what I was trying to say, which is um, it used to be when you shot film. Okay, you had 36 exposures, and you had to pay for your roll. And you, you make know? it work. And you Every work. single you shot. Want, you made it work, or you made as many as you could work. And you yeah, had... Actually, you make it... You make, your goal from the film world is you make every one work. Well, yeah. It's not... It, it really isn't that you make as many. It really was every one. You try. Okay. The point of... Without getting too much into the, that, I was, what I was trying to get a point was there was a cost. Oh, yes. You know, you, you wanted to make everything count. You know, you had a budget, you can only afford this many rolls. If you didn't get that many rolls, it was going to cost you that much more yes. to get the shot. Okay. 
That's why Bound cost me a lot of money because that was all film. Sure. You know, you look you look at uh, fashion photographers of the time, and the reason why they'd use a shitload of film and you know lots and lots of rolls, and then they would shoot really uh, uh, multiple sort of flat, you know flash 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 yeah was because they were looking for that fraction of a second between uh, eye looking this way and eye looking that way right and even a blink and you you but you of course at that point you had a huge budget and you could afford to do that but that's another story the point of it though is you had a cost now the cost is I buy a camera. I'm in the market, okay? Right. And I can shoot, you know, five, ten thousand photos. And I, I worked at a camera house, which we won't name because we were talking about it earlier. They're, you know, they're assholes. And I was looking I at, love saying names. <laughs> yeah, I know, but we're just not going to. I won't. I won't. I won't go there. there. But It's a different world. Yeah, different world, different world. Anyway, the point of this was, this is a, a, a wedding house. and um, Previously, when they would shoot, um, they would do a shoot where they would do a... Um, a pre-shoot with the the bride and the, the yeah. you know the family etc. and they do it in their studio and they they do it as a, they throw it in as a freebie and you know they they give the photographer like two or three rolls of film so you know uh, thirty six times three that's how many shots you got and that's it and if there's a couple of shots in there that are cool yay all right and if they you know we'll, we'll give it to them as a freebie uh, basic correction if uh, they want actually retouching well, well that's when you charge them okay now. I got there and they were doing digital and I saw their photo stuff and I also saw their digital stuff. And the digital stuff is they were actually having to rein in their photographers because the photographer could shoot like 2,000 photos. Boom, 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 boom. And now I'm going in there trying to figure out which ones to, as, as the, uh, uh, you know, the, uh, the retoucher, which ones to are good, worth giving to the client and which aren't. So suddenly my time has now become more expensive as the retoucher going through all these photos because instead of shooting 36 shots and I have 36 shots to choose two from, I now have, you know, 500 to 1,000 no, photos. Do you, know, do you know what the, do you know why that is? Because I know why that is. Well, I know why this, okay, that, that's a whole nother rant, right? Just let, me, let me finish this one right over there. So, you know, I was talking with them about, you know, only give them one card and give them a very small card. Give them an eight gig card, that's it, okay. Uh, or four gig card. Uh, yeah, two gig card. Yeah, I, I was going like, you know, if you really want, just give me a two gig card. Two gig card. Yeah, uh, I have some of those still. Mm -hmm. Now, the worst part of this was, I'm a I'm a photographer who started in film. I'm younger. I've I've got a big digital background. I've been doing digital for years and years and years and film before film became digital. Okay. Uh, the photographers that were working with them were all, except for two photographers who were old school photographers. You know, they were older gentlemen. Uh, they'd been shooting film since day one. Okay, <laughs> David like Scott's hand. Like, hey, um, <laughs> now those guys would hand me a a set of photos. There would be a minimum amount of photos. Um, of all of the photos, the all I would have to do was a, maybe a little color correction, maybe open the exposure a hair. Right. That was it. Okay. Everything's cool. No, no, let me let, you let, have a good image. Well, because they knew how to take a photo. They no, knew, right. They, okay. have a good they image. They knew I have the, the digital photographers would hand me a photo, and I had to, the amount of work I had to do. There was one gentleman. Um, I'm a big boob. I'm a big bugaboo uh, asshole about color correction. Uh, you know, color charts and you know, getting a shot and everything. Right. What are you using in a location? Because especially when you're doing like like event photography, 
and you're like you've got a big room and there's a lot of mixed light and well what do you color correct off i mean there's there's tungsten light there's sodium light there's all these fucking yes. lights in you know the room and they're all you know. so how do you get this to work and this one gentleman turns in this this uh, uh corporate event and there's a uh, uh there's a um what's called uh, he, he shot he shot a color chart for me uh, a grayscale problem is he took his flat well he, he went to the statue they're giving somebody they put the the grayscale next to the statue and he took a close-in photo with his flash this was <laughs> this was the the great the great card for the entire event the next section of it is uh, a dining room with you know all these different lights and i'm now looking through the photo looking for anything that's close looking for napkins business cards and light switches because they're either gray or white yeah. So I at least have a something to ballpark when I when I use the eyedropper to set my uh, my color temperature. Yeah, I still don't know how to do that in Photoshop. I'll show you how. It's actually very easy. But I, know, I use my eye. That and you and the <laughs> thing is, and see that's a, that's a, that is the kind of knowing how to do photography. It's like right. I, I started talking earlier about um, uh, my big bugaboo with filters and uh, you know you put an eighty five on your flash. Your flash is a daylight temperature. You put it on, it becomes tungsten. Um, I do a lot of night photography, moving moving lights up, and I want my colors to balance. And I've had major arguments with people online about uh, not using filters. Oh, you can do that in Photoshop. I'm like, do I really want to spend the next six hours color correcting a blue light in a tungsten environment? Yeah, see, it's I, I have better things to do off than right. doing what's interesting. Off. What's interesting for me though, Dove, is that yeah, being my background is all about lighting. Yeah, I don't use fil. I used to use some filters when I okay. shot film in two and a quarter sure. for the most part. And now I don't, but I also know the Kelvin ranges mm -hmm. of the different kinds of lighting, whether it be night photography sure. or a ballroom. Okay. I know what range. So when I have my camera in auto white balance and mm -hmm. I'm shooting camera raw anyway, so the, the fine tuning of the color balance will always happen in Photoshop anyway, sure. or Lightroom. It takes me literally a half second to know exactly where that one image has to be. Sure. Here we go. Done. Yay, with that set. And we can go from there. Yeah. All right. Heat, heat, heat. I wonder what they were calling me about. Let me uh, check the teaching. You know, the, the how to do this. I mean, I, I, I was, I've worked with a client who uh, at one point thought that um, uh, color temperature had something to do with the triangle of ISO, uh, shutter speed, and F-stop. And, uh, and I'm like, no. And she, her, her attitude was because when she, when, when she would um, uh, change the color temperature, things would lighten up a bit. And I'm like, well, no, that's a perceived shift. It's not actually a real shift. You're not actually getting more out of it in that space. Right. Not yeah. Well, I'm, what's interesting in my background yeah. when it comes to color balance, being I'm a people photographer, mm -hmm. everything with color balance has to do with skin tone. Right. And so my color balance may be off of what the absolute correct color scale balance is mm -hmm. by a little bit right. because I'm looking for a particular kind of skin tone mm -hmm. always in my images right and but this, you have that focus yeah. and you have the tech you have the technological background and teaching to get it. right but that's what you know what you're alluding to is that the what's missing today which mm -hmm. we talked about earlier is the new breed of photographer does not have a foundation right in the technical aspects of photography According to let's say old school, right. you still need to know how to make an image, regardless mm -hmm. of the way in which you capture it, sure. in, or the subject matter. 
I mean, no, right, I, exactly. Yeah. We I all mean, have subjects. I, I've noticed that a lot of people have a tendency to look at, you know, like fetish photography. Oh my God, I'm doing fetish, so I have to do it differently. No, you know, the fetish photography that we love. When you, when you look at things like uh, people look at uh, pinup photography, and pinup photography was done by vanilla photographers for Hollywood. You know, there's a right. very specific style, glamour photography. It had nothing to do with fetish. It had to do with glamour. You know, and while the glamour photography became fetish photography, and fetish photographers do glamour photography. It's got nothing to do with the kink, and that's a large problem I see where I see a lot of people shooting stuff because, wow, I can shoot and I can do this, and, and, and obviously I, my, my, my sexuality is tied up in this photography, and I'm like, yeah, but your lighting sucks right? because you don't know how to light, you know, or right. you, you don't know how to do color correction. You know? so yeah. it, it, it's interesting how we, we tend to combine the wrong things together. Well, that's, where, that's what Jurgen said to me when, when he first saw my work. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jürgen from Boet from Secret Magazine. Yes, yeah, so he was originally uh, O Magazine, then it was Secret Magazine, wasn't he? I guess, yeah. 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 And you know, he published my first right. book. And after he saw my work, he, he said to me, you know, you changed Bonja's photography. Mm-hmm. You know, you took it from snapshot into something artistic. And yeah. I did that based on that I was a portrait photographer, someone who knew sure. what I was doing. But it wasn't only what I did in lighting. I think it's more of what I did in that there's a picture within a picture, within mm-hmm. a picture, within a picture. You know, not just look at something and say, okay, that's my shot. There's so much more to explore. Mm-hmm. But to explore from a perspective, especially with bondage photography, you have to know your lighting because it has to be preset. Right. You can't be readjusting. Because most of the time when someone's in rope, it's a limited time frame. You have a small window. Yeah. And you want as much versatility sure. within that small window. So you preset your lighting, know mm-hmm. your exposure, know everything about what you're doing and know that you can do it from multiple angles and still get what you want absolutely and then work it yeah and, and so i i've done that yeah. you know and i see i see i see what he says because i see a lot of people in the sure. world doing things that i never didn't see prior mm-hmm. to me so you know well, prior to 03 <laughs> a lot a lot of photographers get into fetish photography and they don't realize like uh, a number of people have said over a lot of times about like japanese photography you see the suspensions and everything and you've got a 90 pound girl and while she's in this extreme <laughs> position, um, what they don't realize is there's like five really burly, you know, guy, you know, set guys standing off out of the frame. And the moment she, you know, she, you know, screams no, boom, they're in. They're done. They've lifted her up and they're <laughs> out of there. And the entire photo is maybe taking five, 10, 15 seconds, maybe a minute to maybe five minutes at the most. Right. If that. And what I do is yeah. extreme always because I'm. Uh, people that I do ties with, mm-hmm. they're, they're in the ties for, I think the shortest tie from a shoot was four minutes mm-hmm. in the suspension, which happened recently with someone, to an hour. Sure. Yeah, we're, I mean, and so what happens is that I get expression. Mm-hmm. And that's what I've really known for capturing in my work is the authentic, sure. real, real, real expressions. They're raw. And they're getting even more raw with the mm-hmm. new things I'm doing because I'm pressing the limits of, of drawing out that real expression during a rope scene sure. that you wouldn't necessarily see when you're doing a pretty tie mm-hmm. on someone. Um, so it is. The, the, my work, I think, is a lot more dynamic now in mm-hmm. that that's coming through. And you see that a lot through the um, pages of Rebound where it starts from 05 and ends in 010. Mm-hmm. And you see that progression of expression happening all the way through. Sure. One of the things I actually love is seeing laughter in rope. Yeah, that's always a lot of I fun. love. Look, he does a class on that act. Yes, he does. Yeah, him, him and Jen is hilarious. Yes. Yeah, so Laughter and Rope is yeah. a, such a nice thing. And I have a really great set with Jasper, 
mm-hmm. in Rebound, where this girl is just all about the laughter and, and joy oh, that she has in Rope. Oh, sure. I, 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 there's a game I love playing uh, that I call uh, Choices. And uh, it, it's basically creating a, in, in the most random scene I can possibly create verbally and physically. And uh, my friend, a uh, friend of mine who's now in Chicago, um, uh, Sasha, actually, when I played with her once, basically uh, in the middle of this, suddenly she couldn't, you know, I'm hurting her, she can't stop laughing, and I'm, she's answering these insane questions, and she just starts, can't stop laughing, goes, you broke my brain! Oh. I can't stop laughing at the same time as I'm hitting her and doing all that. And it, it's, yeah, it's a lot of fun because you, you, it's a wonderful tool. You know, a lot of people say, anyway, getting back to... Um, yeah, I just have to say something. Sure, sure. Your audience has to appreciate you and me going through this ordeal here today in my place. <laughs> I live, I have a one-bedroom apartment. It's really tiny. But in order to have this interview happen, I had to turn the heat off because the heater is so loud. Mm-hmm. So we have the door open because... I smoke. Doug hates smoke, and I'm a, I like have smoked half a pack of cigarettes during this. It's okay. And it's 65 degrees in here now. I'm fucking cold. I'm actually covered. I, well, I like I like things cool anyway. So it's no, I do too. But I'm cold. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um. So we've both gone through different yeah. things so just to make this. We're gonna happen. wrap this up. A so anyway, so um, you know, by you know, let's let's you know, wrap out. Uh, I get to do the last plugs. You too? get to you get to do your last. Oh, plugs. that's so cool. Um, and you know, some of their plugs are the same. You know, because we're like you know, we are both doing rope camp. Uh, you know, and you rope know, camp, yeah. You know, well, Tess, mm-hmm. you know, heat down in uh, in uh, Houston in right. uh, February. I think it's the weekend of the twenty fifth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, there is Shabaricon. I mean, that's my yeah, favorite I won't be event. There, unfortunately, yeah, you know, it's I'm my not, favorite and, event every year. I, to I'm go no to. longer involved with them, other than possibly teaching and yeah. But this we'll year, this happens. year for me at Shabaricon, I'm there two days, Friday and Saturday, because okay. I have a wedding to go to on Sunday. Uh, but I am going because I want to see people that I haven't seen, and also sure. to bring rebound to people that will reserve okay. it and purchase it. Before are you no. teaching there, or are you just you're just uh... no? I'm just going just okay. to just bring to rebound, teach. and right. you know I'm I have rebound in print as quickly as I got it into print, so it would be ready by right. Shabaricon. Uh, so I'm excited about that. Okay, uh, Shabaricon's like my yeah, yeah. favorite event. You know, it's the first national event I ever uh, mm-hmm. presented at. Yeah. Then um, yeah, it's it's remember I, I'm one of the people who started it. And it's, I, you know, I've been doing it for, was this the eighth, eighth one? Yeah, so it's like, I've I done like... Eighth yeah, or ninth? Eighth, I think it's, well, whatever. I've, I've done all of them except for this one. And was it 03, right? Was the first? Something like yeah, that. So yeah, so eighth. eighth. Yeah, so uh, I've done all of them except for this one. And it's, you know, it's nice having a break from it, to be honest, because mm-hmm. it's like, I've I've done it for so many years, and it's, you know, you've done it, now next to, to time to do something else. What's but, the event sure. in Toronto? Oh, uh, in Toronto? Or yeah, Montreal? there's a, no, Toronto. There's an event in Toronto. Gosh, I don't remember. It's in mm-hmm. August, and I'm going to be there too. Um, okay, that one. Oh, gosh, I can't think of the name. Sorry. Uh, Morpheus is. Oh, um, yeah, we can we can add that later. Yeah. yeah the Morpheus, well, we just yeah. added it. So, yeah. uh, I'll be there too. <laughs> so, he'll be, he'll be an international presenter. You know. Well, actually, I am. I, you know, with, with, Going to Ireland. Well, now, I'm yeah. Officially yeah. international. Now, yeah. It's very Because cool. I, I did Montreal uh, about two years ago. I did the uh, uh, fetish uh, the fetish weekend thing. The, yeah. Uh, which was which was absolutely fantastic. Well, I also have an invitation to, and trying to work out details, but mm-hmm. to be brought to Moscow. Oh, that would be very nice. And that is, that blows my mind. I have, I have three people in Moscow that purchased Rebound. Okay. Um, Sweet. Which is... I mean, to me, I'm like tickle pink. Uh, you know, my actually, my grandmother was from the Ukraine. 
Okay. So, you know, I have some ties going, you know, to, to Russia. Right. Um, but that's that's pretty amazing to me. Yeah, well, <laughs> I mean, my work's looked at it in 70-some-odd countries around the world. Sure. So I have a pretty wide reach. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm looking forward to one day getting to Australia. Yeah, I'd love I to get down there. When, I have a lot of friends down there. Sometime, that would be nice. Um, but what do we have? You know, Twisted Leprechaun. I mean, Twisted that's going to be, gonna be a lot an of fun. amazing, amazing event. Yeah, I'm jealous on that one. DomCon, I've never been to a DomCon, so okay. I'm looking forward to Atlanta. And I have a lot of friends in Atlanta. Um, I'm using rope now made by Omega Man. He makes his own jute. Okay. Which I'm loving his jute. I, I just enjoy it. And what I like about jute now over hemp is it's so light. Yeah. But it's yet much so less strong. dense. It's very, it's very, um, it's not as dense as uh, hemp hemp is. Yeah. yeah. But, and it's strong. Yes. You know, it's really nice. Yeah. Um, the only thing that I could do without is the smell. I actually don't like the smell of it. But I like the smell. You know, everybody, everybody, you know, you know. I actually found the best way to get rid of it. You're you told it. me yeah. put it in with hemp. hemp. Yeah, the hemp absorbs the smell and That's it stops right. smelling as much. That. It's really weird. Yeah, you um, told me that. Yeah. So um, okay, so we, we've got that. Yeah. So rebound. That says yeah. rebound, rebound, rebound. That's how I'm going to be on this planet when yeah. people purchase rebound. So I actually have a link for PayPal now on my website. Okay. And it's very simple. You go to my website, and it's in a couple different places, so you can't mm-hmm. miss it. Uh, it's not ostentatious, so you can look at other things too. Mm-hmm. Uh, people who are in FetLife or DeviantArt that see my work, uh, I have so much more on my website than what's on these other sites. I mean, I have a couple hundred pictures. I have sure. a few thousand on my website. Uh, and it's a free site, you know, because it's art. It's not, mm-hmm. you know, about being paid. But I also sell prints. Well, I, don't, I, don't, I wouldn't say that, that being about art isn't about being paid, but I'll just throw that in there. Pay well, the Well, no, I'm talking about it being a paid site. <laughs> right, I know. It's being yeah. facetious. Oh, you are. You're just of, teasing me. Well, because the way you said, you know, about art is not about being paid, and I'm like, no, 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 no. Yeah, no, I actually want to get paid. <laughs> the only way I get paid is by, you know, and people appreciate my work yeah. and supporting the arts is by people buying Rebound. Yeah, yeah. So please do that. I would definitely appreciate it, and so would my landlord. <laughs> yes, don't let this man get thrown out. Right. Um, you know, the mentoring program is something dear to my mm-hmm. heart, passing on my knowledge to the next generation, which a lot of people can use, and then you put your twist to it. So for me, there's never a um, no secret to keep photographically sharing because how someone else uses what you mm-hmm. know is going to be different how you do because the brain right. works differently. Yeah, um, I, this was a great talk. I I'm really enjoyed it. Fun. It was a lot of fun. I, I've, it's like I, I do. I'm, I'm trying to do more of these kind of podcasts with people, and just you know, people I either find interesting, or I think I want to hear what they have to say, or we just want to talk, and um, you know, we'll do some more. And we'll yeah, but that's some, what some makes it dynamic. Yeah. I've been interviewed by quite a few people, mm-hmm. and typically it's following a question answer kind of thing. Yeah, um, I hate that. You know, so it's very structured. Sure, this just kind of went. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's how my classes are. I like my rope classes to be yeah. about an interaction regarding rope with a, with a thought about what we're going to do. Mm-hmm. But necessarily how we get there can be interactive. Right. Well, one of, one of the things I've always loved is, a, you know, for interviews with things like Charlie Rose or uh, uh, the... Uh, the old talk shows from the uh, the nineteen seventies. Yes, you know. Well, Carson. Uh, Car- well, Carson was great, amazing. but also um, oh, who was the gentleman who was on thirteen? Uh, oh, cannot remember his name. He was he was the first one to interview uh, Robin Williams. Um, I keep thinking Winters. That's not him. Uh, there, there was a number of them. Well, a lot of people won't know what Channel Thirteen is in New York. Well, it, uh, yeah, public, it's public 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 television. PBS. Yeah, public television. So anywhere you have a public television. Um, 
public te- television station. I'm from New York. Um, that's how come I know it. Dick Cavett. That was it. Dick Cavett. Dick Cavett. Yes. Cavett. I awesome. used to love the Dick Cavett because he'd come on. And it was just a lovely little intimate conversation for whatever time. And yeah. it did, you know, yes, there were a few, you know, set questions. But for the most part, you found out more because of the conversation. You found the warmth of the person. That's what I like doing. And especially well, Larry King. Larry, like no, that. I hate Larry King. No, but I liked it. But I liked the way he talked. I liked how he dealt uh, with let's, let's not turn into it. You, you don't know, like that. What, what like about him. his predecessor? Which one? Uh, what the hell is his name? I forgot his name. Okay, well, sorry. <laughs> we'll go. But I, I, I like a certain style that I like in that. And, and a large part, I think, you know, for the scene itself is you have a lot of people out there who are, um, they're a name. You know, like, oh, there's Dove. You know, and it, we're all people. And, and one of the biggest That's problems. And one of the problems I find with, you know, with the scene itself is a lot of people, we tend to pigeonhole everybody. And that, you know, you have to be, you know, you're, you're this person, therefore you must fit these, you know, flags or this Well, the structure. Zach is also celebrity stuff. Well, but this is what I'm talking yeah. about. So it's like, you know, whether you're talking about Scott Smith, myself, uh, uh, Boy Mead or Lolita or any, any, me, any me, me. or you, and, and that's why you're on this. And people tend to look at us as a cipher. You know, you're, you're this icon of and insert whatever they think right. there. Midori's has the same problem, you know. She actually did a great article on... Uh, uh, getting uh, a rant and an article about um, when you're trying to get people to be a demo bottom for you and understanding it's not a scene, but since he's Midori, you know, people tend to gravitate towards it as, right. but you're having a scene with me, right? No, you're the demo bottom. Right. You're, you're, you are a living stump and I'm tying you up. This yeah. is, you know, yeah. there's nothing after this, you know, maybe a handshake, you know. And and this is this is the one of the things I liked about doing this. It's, uh, I know you haven't heard uh, Axis podcast, uh, Massacast. Right. And one of the things I really like about Mass, uh, Axis cast is he sits down and he's talking with the people he wants to talk with, and it's it's just a great little conversation. And he has a radio background, and it's nice because yes, there may be questions, but you're getting more a feel of the person, and if you actually really are interested in them, versus. Are they just going to babble on, or are they full of themselves? And right. we find out people are people, and this is the thing that I love about it. And I think that we need more of that in the scene. Yeah, well, that's like when yeah. I went to L.A., uh, Charlie B. was yeah. uh, sick a few years ago. Yeah, it was, yeah and, had, uh, uh, prostate uh, cancer. Yeah, when he was yeah. sick, I went out to see him. I mean, actually, no one thought he was going to no. live that long. Yeah. So I actually I made it out there real quick yeah. to spend some time with him. And while I was out there, it was, I think, in 06 or so 07. 07, yeah. Uh, it was like my first time in LA, and I was treated like this celebrity. Sure. And I just made it real clear to these people, it's like, yo, I'm like you. I mean, I, I love mm-hmm. this lifestyle. I just do what I do. Right. I, you know, I, I live a very boring life <laughs> outside of the times yeah. I'm doing stuff. You know, I stay at home. I, I watch, watch TV. TV. I, <laughs> yeah, I, I have read my a book. Coffee. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, I don't, I don't read that book many books these days. Oh, I've, I've, I'm actually one of the things I love. I about have to my, start. Uh, Again, get a book reader for your iPod, uh, for your for your phone. Yeah, I, I've got uh, um, Stanza on it, and that actually booted me back into reading because I've always it's always in my pocket. Right, and I have like about you know five hundred to a thousand books on my. Well, on my, if I uh, sell enough of Rebound, yeah. I can get one of those iPad things that you well, can book books okay. on. That'd, That'd be great. Well, in either, in either case, the fact that yeah. I have this device with me. It's no, that's it. nice, and it's really nice. It is nice. Uh, so but, anyway, yeah. so yeah, so the celebrity aspects of what this lifestyle is about mm-hmm. for me is really secondary to. It's not why I do what I do. Sure. You know, there's a passion. Mm-hmm. You know, when there's a passion for something, and for me, it's photography and rope. Yeah. Uh, those are the two things that I just 
yeah, it's just that's it. Yeah. And uh, yeah, Don't rebound. Rebound is really the culmination of five years sure. of that expression. Yeah. Well, this is something I've, I was talking to a friend of mine from Canada recently, and um, Lotus Lily. And, oh, yeah. Yeah, and um, I have to find out if I can use her name in it. But anyway, she we were talking about why you want to do this. You know, why do you want to? Um, yeah, she wasn't she wasn't sure if she wanted to teach uh, past a certain point. And I was saying that what you have to do, what you have to figure out is why are you doing this? I mean, I've had a few people who I know are not overly fond of me who have an attitude that the reason I I do this is because well it's well you get in for free. And no, I like teaching. I get off on it. it it's it's in my background. I like I like when people get that light it's come the on. People. Right? It's the people. It's really it's the people it's when it boils person. down to it. You're yeah. a people person like I am. I'm a people person, yeah. Uh, but it's also, and like I, said, I like passing on the information. It's not, and here's the thing: I don't feel I have to. And this is a big problem I, I find with a few people is that they 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 do this not because they want to, but they feel that so strongly they have to give back. And what they do is they basically they they, they rape themselves because well, it becomes an obligation and beyond an obligation. Beyond an obligation. It's an obligation. It, it's beyond, well, it, an obligation. And it, it's it, it it's you're raping yourself to solve something that is you know nobody really cares about right. it's not a problem right, and right. uh you really have to know what you want to do i mean if you want to teach a little that's great if you want to become a name or you know you want i'm not that interested in becoming the name but at the same time i'm interested in teaching if people want me to teach a class i'm happy to teach if uh you know if uh they want me to teach something i'm happy to teach something if they want to get me there i'm you know my my attitude is you know for me right now in terms of teaching is being as revenue neutral as i can you know if you want me there fly me there put me up in a room uh, right. If you're putting yeah, on an too. event, that's the minimum you you. That's I all need. I ask for. Too. Right. Because I got to eat anyway. I'm gonna you know I'm gonna pay for my food, but um, if, hey, if you want to give me an honorarium, let's go with that. I mean, I'll, I'll yeah. take money. You know, I'm, I'm not I'm not uh, I'm not proud there. I'll take cash. But uh, the main thing is, why are you there? And that's a question that everybody has to ask themselves. It's like when people go to my classes and I'm teaching them about whips or or canes or something like that. And there are a lot of people who are they're learning the. These are the tools I should know, and I at some point I ask them. Well, I know this is the tool that you should know. Well, why do you want to know it? <laughs> why? Well, not just, now that you know it, do you like it? Is it something that you like, or is it now just a tool? And a lot of people have a lot. Well, of Well, there's that answer by why do you want to know it? No, because really? a lot of people want to know it because well, well they were told it. they were told something. to do it, okay. and they saw you know that that attractive guy had the attractive girl yeah. because he has yeah, the attractive father. You want to know father. what the personal motivation is, right? What's your fetish? What is it? The thing that really I mean, like. Originally, at one point, I got to be known as the whip guy. I was the whip guy. I and know then, you that way, too, dude. Yeah. Well, from that because <laughs> at that time period, I was doing whips. But I got into scene doing rope. Right. And I've returned going back towards well, rope. Well, you I've mentioned a, in Rebound, I put you in my author's note. This because is true. you are one of the people who I've come across from very early on mm -hmm. that has yeah. not only become a good friend, but were very willing. You were there at my first suspension. <laughs> yes, I was. You're the one who originally showed yeah, me the butterfly David, David, Alpine. not so tight, not so tight. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my, I was a disaster in the beginning. I mean, I'm not the, I'm not the best yeah, at rope. Okay. I, you know, there are people that tie mm -hmm. like incredibly more intricate and beautiful sure. than I do. But the, the one thing that I have is a passion. Mm -hmm. But I also have the ability to inspire others to do oh, things. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's where my teaching style is. is it inspires people to explore and get involved and be cool with it for themselves. Yeah, I mean, I'm, that's, I'm totally there with it. I mean, I've, I've, I look at all the people I've taught over the years. You know, go back to, I mean, I got on the scene in 94. 
94. 93. Matt was one of the first people I taught. Wow, what he's doing today with rope is incredible. Sure. Absolutely. Incredible. You know, I get people who come up to me like, oh, I have, you, you changed my life back in. I'm like, name, give me contacts. And they go, well, 95. And I'm like, oh, wow, yeah. <laughs> like, and did we, did we well, do anything other than that? No, okay, well, cool. Yeah. A, I mean, that's the funny thing. <laughs> we were talking about, like, you know, last night, a little bit about how long people have been around in the scene and mm-hmm. stuff. I go back to 1972 in New York. Cool. That's uh, two years. Uh, uh, Tess started in 1970. Yes. Yeah. Way, and that's where I first got involved. Okay. Way back when, uh, I mean, it used to jump from loft to mm-hmm. loft with you know different you know like show things going yeah. on and the new people that were interested. that would be yeah. these like theater a kind lot of, of things. Places. It did the church. It was had its own office. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. A lot of things. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, I wasn't active, active, but that's. Yeah. That's you, how you're passing I'm through. Going, yeah. Oh my God! It's, I've been in old. <laughs> yeah, I know. Where's my walker? <laughs> That's a scene in and of itself. But anyway, I know, right? So let's anyway. We'll wrap this up. Uh, basically, because um, we do have to do a lot, yes. of do some other stuff. But you know, th- David, thank you for for sitting down with me. It's this a pleasure. A while, really was great. I've wanted to do this for a while, and uh, I hope the the book takes off. People remember, people buy the book. Uh, support your local pervert. And you know we'll talk again some other time, and uh, we'll we'll maybe talk some more photography or just you know the the lay of the land of where where the where the book is going. And uh, okay, anyone contacts me if anyone contacts me with questions, I can always ask them that in the future and stuff. Uh, so David, thank you very much. It is a pleasure. Uh, your website again is is shabariartphotography.com. Okay, uh, check out his website. Uh, drop him a line. He's reasonably friendly. He only only bites usually when you ask. And I, I was surprised in the sense of this fact. Oh, wait, wait, wait. I've had several models recently contact mm-hmm. me, and they did a, a search mm-hmm. just on Shibari. I'm in the top three that comes up. And nice. I've never done search engine optimization or anything. I, I it ha- blows my mind. <laughs> a friend of mine actually told me that uh, if you put in uh, single tail whips, a, a image of me pops up um, in the first so page, cool. and yeah, and the only reason I, I checked it is because in the bio on a couple of the white websites I've I've done classes for, uh, the word is in my um, in my uh, bio, <laughs> so none of my single tail classes have come up. But yeah. So it, it's kind of funny that way. Interesting. Last thing mm-hmm. I want to say, I was published in a Condé Nast. Uh, public, uh, is it, yeah, I think a Connie Nass publication okay. in Lithuania, Cosmopolitan. <laughs> in <laughs> Lithuania, <laughs> one of my images was Sweet. used in an article on Shibari. Did you contact, get money for it? No. You should contact them. They owe you money. Man. Oh, no, no. They asked me for permission. Oh, okay. So it was yeah, yeah, no. It was, it was, oh, they okay. asked me for permission. They had a bunch of I thought they just ran yanked for it. But I can't believe in this, the vanilla of the vanilla publications uh, in Lithuania of all places, you know, and uh, that was pretty cool. Well, I mean, it's a topic for another time, but a uh, number of magazines have done that. Um, uh, what's her name? Uh, uh, Claire Adams was yes. in that uh, um, Whitman's magazine. Oh, uh, uh, I was about to say Cosmo. No, it's, it's um, yeah, that magazine. They, she did a, a Yeah, thing. the fashion. She, fashion magazine. The fashion magazine. She uh, suspended... Um, it was a guy in a suit. Well, it's not just a guy in a suit, but it was a specific guy. It was, uh, what's his name? Uh, the Padawan. It was, uh, uh, sorry, uh, Obi-Wan in the later series of right. Star Wars, whatever his name is. Ewan McGregor. Ewan McGregor. Right. She suspended and he looked pretty good in it. Uh, can't remember the magazine. I know and the image. I, yeah, and I, uh, I recently did, about a year ago, I did a shoot for V Magazine, which unfortunately didn't make it into the magazine, with uh, Mario Sorrente and um, 
trying to remember the the fashion model I, I suspended. Uh, uh, Gabrielle Zimmerman. Yeah, I did and a I did she, a um, yeah. uh, rigging for a movie. Yeah. Back in '09, and I it's funny I've been contacting the people just for this one little scene. Yeah. But I never saw I never saw the end take. Yeah. You know, what. Well, cool. movie movies, you know, movies you may never see. Yeah. The the thing with the Sorrenti thing is they actually contacted me a couple of weeks ago to do another shoot, but it fell through because the client decided to go a different way. But it's it's become very mainstream in many ways, you yeah. know. And what's interesting about it, not just mainstream in the sense of, you know, okay, we'll get somebody to tie somebody up, and hey, George, do you know how to tie? You know, can you here make it look make it look good? They're actually contacting people who know what they're doing right. to actually. Do the shoot. So anyway, yeah, we're uh, bad. We could just keep yeah, talking. we can keep <laughs> Anyway, uh, thank you again so much, and um, you know, I hope everyone likes it. This is the end of uh, the third uh, Dovecast. Yes, I've actually started to name it the Dovecast because it seems to actually work. If anyone wants a different name, let me know, and I'll either agree to it or laugh in your face. So, um, so much for that, and uh, you guys all have a well, good I, week. I would and a good... call it Dove's Cast. And take the out of it. Well, I mean, it's and, and here we go. Uh, keep going. Yeah. Well, uh, the the dovecast thing though is uh, it, it seems to be working. Uh, yeah. It works well, fast. I'm just giving my podcast. two cents. You I asked totally for it. Okay. <laughs> Shh. We're trying to sign off here. Anyway, so okay. as it, folks, I uh, hope you enjoyed the uh, the podcast. Uh, tune in for the next episode um, when I get it. I'm going to be uh, hopefully in, uh, blah, I'll hopefully be interviewing uh, uh, NFL. Uh, pretty soon I have to set that up and uh, a few other people who uh, who have uh, caught my eye and I really want to talk to and hope uh, you enjoy listening to so thank you for listening and uh, have a good weekend